Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You gotta be kidding me. He's a goddamn informant? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So he's not going anywhere. And neither am I unless it's in a goddamn body bag. Mike, I'm gonna find it another way. I appreciate that, Harvey, but what the hell am I supposed to do in the meantime? Hey, you didn't even want me to try and get him out in the first place. And I sure as hell didn't ask you to put him in here in the first place. And all the advice you gave me to stay in a group did was get the only friend I have in here nearly put in the hospital. Look, there's only one other thing I can think of, but you'll have to play it just right or we're gonna make things worse. <sighs> well, you might as well say it because from where I'm standing, they are gonna get worse whether you tell me or not. Dude, season six, episode three is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about back on the map, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestronino back here with the guy who would be all up in that fridge full of Red Bull. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. And I am concerned. Chappelle, bad news, bad news. I threw out all your Red Bull and replaced it with prune juice. Listen here, you walking jerk off. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that again. Rob, I'm concerned. About what? About Mike? I'm, no. Well, I don't care about Mike Ross in jail. He's fine. He'll mm-hmm. be okay. Like he's, Mike Ross, he can't fight, but he's savvy. He'll be all right. I'm concerned about my suits. Rob, this episode felt like an AI bot just started, like you typed in like douche quotes. And you just insert them into this new character that we have. Yeah. And then you just said, run rampant for maybe 15 minutes of the episode. I, it, it got so ver- vulgar on this show. I mean, it's already kind of, you know, like the colorful language is involved. Yes. But it got kind of blue this time. I mean, we were talking about dildos smacking people in the face, Rob. Yeah. Concerned. Concerned. You're, you're concerned. Concerned. Okay. You're not concerned? No, I, I didn't end up point? getting too concerned. I'm concerned. I'm yeah. always just like, how? Because I, I was trying to figure out how much is this going to actually say on the podcast without Rob firing me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're fine. Okay, so I'm going to read some direct quotes from here. From the episode. Kind of dildo puts brand bars and prune juice in a lease agreement. This dildo. This dildo right here. Are you nuts? No, I'm your worst nightmare because this quivering, angry dildo isn't going away until it gets its satisfaction. What did you just say to me? I said this dildo is going to be in your face, slapping it around, then up your ass, marching you right out the door if it catches you in violation of your lease ever again. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's vintage Lewis. I think that he basically has uh, described himself uh, in those ways. I mean, going back to like Jeff Malone, right? For Jeff Malone, wasn't he? What did he call himself? That he's a, yeah, he eats cock for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, he eats cock for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, And here, he's a dildo that goes up your ass and slaps you in the face a couple times. I feel like Lewis is a very lived-in character now. I feel Mm -hmm. like we're getting, I don't know if it's fully formed Lewis, but we're getting the live feed version of him. We're getting the stuff that they wouldn't show us in season one. Yeah, like he was, he was wacky, but he was like almost eccentric. And now he's coming off almost like a character of Lewis Lit. And I'm not a, I'm not mad about it. I'm yeah. just kind of concerned as to what our podcast rating is going to be now. Like, do we go from like rated t- TV 13 to rated I mean, R if we're literally TV quoting mature, the show, I think we're fine. Well, we have to follow the same rating as the show. Yeah. So if the show, the show feels like I don't it's think rated Suits like was ever R. TVMA. You don't think so? I don't think so. What what would you rate this this kind of show at this point? Like, I think in the I early think stages, it's a no. PG-13. PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I was watching. I mean, we've like never seen a 13, nipple. But I also was parentless. That's true. Hmm. Do we need to add nudity into suits? We've seen like gratuitous. I don't even bloodshot. think they've said the f word yet. They haven't said the f word yet, but uh, you know, it's getting graphic. I'm not again not complaining. I'm more mm-hmm. like making note of it because it, it does make podcasting about this a little bit more differently. Uh, because I feel like I try my best to be suggestive. Yeah. At best. And I think they're going past suggestive. It's getting kind of raunchy. I'm not mad at it. Okay. All right. That's life in season six here on Suits as we're dealing with a few different things. We're trying to get back on our feet. Harvey is going back and forth between a few different shady clients, potentially. I cannot say that I have the greatest understanding of the difference between the different clients that Harvey is uh, rejecting versus taking uh harvey is being pursued hard by william sutter jessica wants him to work with william sutter he does not want to go with william sutter instead he prefers to work with uh uh, nathan burns who then ultimately rejects harvey uh finally harvey is able to win nathan burns back over Uh, and ultimately spurns William Sutter in the process, who promises to get revenge against Harvey, which I'm sure we will, uh, that will not be an empty threat. I'm sure that will come up probably later on in the season. Did you care about any of uh, these other clients that Harvey was chasing, Chappelle? It's tough to really care about these clients because these are clients that Harvey has seen, but we haven't seen. So it's like a lot of like, oh, it's you again, William Sutter. And I'm like, okay, do we know William Sutter? Like, oh yeah, well, Nathan Burns is back. Like, oh my God, Nathan Burns is back. Who's Nathan Burns? You mm-hmm. know, so I'm really trying to make sure that like, I'm not missing them. We didn't see them in one of the prior first, you know, five seasons of the show. And I don't think we have. I think this is the first time we're introduced to these people, but the relationship that Harvey has with them has already been established. He does not like William Sutter. He told William Sutter, I would never work with you. I don't plan on working with you because he's very much a Charles Forsman type character. He's got Mm -hmm. a lot of money. He's willing to throw it at you. But you have to know that if he's giving you all this money, that it's going to come at a price that probably has to deal with your morality or something kind of shady. Because we saw that that's where Charles Forsman lives. Because this man, he's offering triple the Pierce Inspector lit rate just for Harvey to be on retainer uh, for him because he's got a lot of things that he needs to accomplish. Now, we know Pierce Inspector Lit is broke. They're living off yeah. the, the, the money in Lewis 
Jessica and, and Harvey's pockets right now. They don't have any clients. So they really need this. This man's uh, investment firm is worth $2 billion. And they're still telling him no. So we know this is a bad, bad guy. And by the end of this, it seems like he's made a mortal enemy, uh, you know, or Harvey has made a mortal enemy of this guy. And so we will probably see more of him. We might see a team up with him and Charles Forsman, mm-hmm. but they did plant a lot of seeds in this episode. This is somebody we should be concerned about. Okay, so I'm sure that we will see William Sutter again. Um, a, some fun stuff going on in this episode with Lewis uh, subletting the office. Uh, we see that Lewis is doing a bunch of interviews with different people, but he keeps rejecting the people from uh, the interviews. Uh, Lewis ends up rejecting one client from Miami uh, because he says of uh, global warming that uh, or some uh, that I forget who it was, but he said that Miami is going to be underwater in five years. Uh, This episode was from 2016. Miami is not underwater, so that was uh, objectionably false. Yeah, well, the guy who Lewis was rejecting basically had no firm's uh, take on his carbon footprint, right? And so Lewis is saying, like, if we don't get a hold of this uh, global warming and our environmental policies, then, you know... Miami will be underwater. Now, obviously, changes were made, probably due to Lewis turning this client down. So good for Lewis. But he's taken a, a, a cons- like a lot of interest, I guess I'll say, into matters that normally we haven't seen Lewis care about. So he cares about the plight of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. the uh, modified cucumbers. Obviously, he needs to know if, you, if your company has a goddamn greenhouse policy or green policy or whatever um, to keep, you know, cities like Miami afloat. And so this is Lewis being very protective of the the Pierce Inspector lit area, their, their environment, and specifically the bullpen that he has gone to, you know, grown to love, you know, and to really have affection and be tied to. Yeah. So he's really trying to protect that from outside entities, but they just don't have the room to do it. They have to find somebody to pay the rent here. Yeah. And Donna wants to help Lewis out, but he goes behind her back and he ends up hiring this uh, stockbroker firm, uh, which turns out to be uh, the douchiest douche bros that we have yet to see on Suits who come in and immediately piss Lewis off. Stu Bazzini, um, we meet him and he is very aggressively douchey, you know, like a caricature of what you would think when, like, like I said, it felt like an AI bot, you know, it felt like somebody put it in the computer and said, hey, can you give me the little Stu Bazzini? And then it just started to spit out random ass quotes that. If there isn't a Stu Bazzini quote generator online, there has to be one. I mean, I can ask ChatGPT. Could you? Yeah. What do you want it to say? Uh, are you going to say in the voice of Stu Bazzini? Yes. Um, uh, tell it to endorse our podcast. Okay. I would love to see what what Stu Bazzini has to say about suit yourself. Okay, sure. Uh, do you want to set up a little bit of what Stu Bazzini was doing in this episode? Yeah, so Stu Bazzini, played by Ian Reed Kessler, has been brought in. Uh, he is a satellite uh, entity for who Lewis thought he was going to be leasing out this space to. And so when he comes in, he's, you know, a finance bro, it seems, or, you know, they're an investment firm uh, from the Stevens Investments Group. And so these people are supposed to be a little less um, 
legally savvy. And so Lewis selected them because he felt like, okay, I could probably get over on them when it comes to the lease agreement and stuff that they have to abide by in their contract. Um, but Stu Bazzini, one, is no fool, but he is very much a douche bro. He and and all of his douchey friends are going to go around. They're going to call each other crude names. Uh, they're going to make a lot of jokes about people's assholes, <laughs> like not being an asshole, but actually the physical like width yeah. of such. I thought that was the uh, prune juice he was talking about. No, he also mentioned uh, Lewis's mother's asshole at some point. Yes. Um, you know, and so, you know, Stubazzini, crude character, but I think he was kind of fun. I, I like Stubazzini. What did you think about him? Yeah, I thought he was fun to have around. I thought that it, this was a good foil for Lewis to work with. He had uh, a few different memorable scenes uh, with lawyers, with, with lawyers, uh, with Lewis. Lawyers. Uh, the uh, one that you already mentioned, and then also back and forth about the the uh, refrigerator of Red Bull replacing Lewis's prune juice. Mm-hmm. I, have you ever seen this actor before? Uh, Ian Reed Kessler. Ian Reed Kessler. Uh, he's been a pretty busy actor. He's in a lot of different stuff uh, that he is best known for suits 500 uh, that he plays in the film 500 Days of Summer, a character named Douche. Uh, oh. And that he did 62 <laughs> episodes of a show called Sydney to the Max. Well, I don't know anything about Sydney to the Max. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know anything about 500 Days of, so- of Summer. But him playing douche, <laughs> insert random douche character, I think he might be getting typecast at this point. Because that was very much the character that he's playing here in Suits. Mm-hmm. Douche, but, you know, with a nice suit. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see. I got a long endorsement from uh, Stu Bazzini from uh, ChatGPT. Uh, he says, uh, hey there, fellow pod- power players and corporate climbers. Stu Bazzini here. Yes, Stu Bazzini from Pearson Spectre Lit. And I've got a little insider tip that's better than any stock tip you'll get this quarter. If you're like me and you can't get enough of the high stakes worlds of suits, then you've got to tune in to the Suits Yourself podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking. Stu, I've already watched Suits. I know every play in Harvey's book, every stitch on Donna's dress, and every time Lewis talks about mud. But trust me, this podcast is just like discovering the hidden bullish pattern in a bear market. It's pure gold. Each episode of Suits Yourself dives into the nitty gritty. Is this not douchey enough? No, this is not douchey enough. You got to wrap it up. Okay. I wasn't getting douche chills at all. You so, need to make this uh, more douchey. Do you think it knows, like ChatGPT knows what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's All right. see. How about this? Okay. Um, how about, okay. Uh, you think you've seen Suits, huh? Please? Unless you've been tuning into the Suits Yourself podcast, you're basically a summer intern, unpaid. This isn't your run-of-the-mill jabber show. It's the insider trading of Suits Intel. Uh, the Suits Yourself maestros are slicing through episodes like I slice through market uncertainties. All right, Rob. All right. We're done here. <laughs> Chad GPT. I don't think Chad GPT can do douchey. It doesn't know douchey, apparently. Uh, I don't yeah. like this. I don't like this because we got some really iconic uh, douche quotes in here. I think he even called yeah. one of his associates Brosov Stalin. Mm-hmm. That's the one that took me out. Brosov Stalin. I, I think he called somebody skid marks at some point. Um all right. I was was the quote Jesus Christ lick my balls was also mm. in another uh line in this episode. I'm just saying Stu Bazzini was giving us a lot, and I don't think ChatGPT can capture the true essence of someone like him. Yeah, ChatGPT is just not that spicy. 
No, make it spicier, Chad GPT. Uh, Rob, do you think Stu Bazzini's here for a while? Um, yeah, he's got a 18 month lease. Yeah, could we see a relationship potentially between maybe like oh Stubazzini and Donna? I hope not. I would think that would be fun. Yeah, maybe Gretchen. Yeah. I want to see Gretchen uh, talk to these guys. You think he's manly enough for Gretchen? No, no. Not I mean, all. if you have not to ask. No, yeah, exactly. If you have to ask, you must be wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think this is a new colorful layer. Lewis does have to put his pride aside and kind of realize that, okay, we do need people to rent this space and Stubazzini might be the best candidate. But Stubazzini has something that Harvey needs in this episode. And so he's able to help Harvey out and uh, under the premise that Harvey will help him out because now Lewis has made a mortal enemy in Stubazzini and he wants yeah. to screw with him. For the remainder of his lease. But I didn't really get what the stock traders really, what they what they ultimately did. We've never seen at any point in the history of suits where when we need to make some sort of like a stock trade, they're like, but we don't know any stockbrokers. Like all of a sudden now that Harvey Specter needs uh, these like uh, stock traders to be able to get some trades going on the stock market. Well, yeah, Harvey needed to own a part of this stock uh, so that he could beat out William Sutter. So he, or Sutton, 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 Sutter. Sutton, Sutter, yeah. So he goes to William Sutter later, Sutter later on, and he's like, I'm about to buy you out, babe, uh, because uh, I don't want to work with you. I, I hate that you're trying to go behind my back and screw up everything that I have with uh, this other guy, Nathan Barnes, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, Harvey kind of uses the finance bros in his office to leverage that influence that they have so that he could get, you know, some financial backing, I guess, to make some, some moves over here. Um, I think so. What he ends up going to do with Nathan is that Nathan really had lost him, right? So he already didn't want to work with Harvey. Harvey didn't want to work with him. But uh, Nathan seems to be very vindictive, kind of like, you know, um, the investment bankers that Mike has worked with in the past. And so he's willing to kind of screw Harvey over because he's just kind of a jerk, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this move by Harvey really does align him and Nathan and push William Sutter out. Now, obviously, William Sutter is probably not going anywhere anytime soon because he does vow to get revenge. Um, but now Harvey does have an alliance with the, the finance bros and now with Nathan um, so that they can have this client that can help pure, pull Pearson Inspector Lit up out of the grave because right now they're floundering they need any help that they can get okay all right speaking of somebody who needs some help uh it's mike and he is still dealing with frank gallo who's messing with him and his roommate quite a bit mike and his roommate they have like a buddy system going where they need to watch each other's back so frank gallo can't mess with him but mike has a job in the kitchen and so when uh mike goes to work one day Frank Gallo says, hey, maybe you want to check on your check on your buddy. He's in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike might, went to work. You Kevin better get to him before while he's still conscious. Transitive property, you know. He, he, listen, uh, Frank Gallo can't get to Harvey, so he has to use Mike to do it. So since uh, Frank Gallo cannot get to Mike, he has to go to Kevin. And him and his boys jump Kevin in the bathroom because everyone needs to use the bathroom at some point or another. And so this is when Kevin and, and Mike start to realize, 
oh no, the buddy system is not going to work if Mike Ross is doing one thing and Kevin's doing other things. And they really need to have each other's back in this moment so that they can survive this. Because the last guy who formally went and complained to Julius, the counselor, Theo Huxtable, uh, he ended up in a coma. And so they can't just go and snitch mm-hmm. on everything that's going on because the guards are in on it too. They helped yeah. Frank Gallo get into Mike Ross's uh, cell. So this is very much a pivotal moment for one, their friendship, but also their survival in the uh, in the prison for at least the next two years. Am I overthinking this, that once Harvey goes and tells Mike that Frank Gallo was an informant, that's how he got into this jail. I mean, can't Mike just like, hey, like leave me and my friend alone or we're going to tell everybody that you're a rat? I mean, Frank Gallo could just kill Mike Ross. Mm. If he dies, then what? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, remember, he tried to poke him up in a very public space the other mm-hmm. day. Like, Mike Mike Ross almost caused a shift to the, to, the, to the stomachs. And, you know, and so you do not want to push Frank Gallo to the point where he feels like he has to kill you, but you also need to let him know that I do have some leverage, so at, at the very least, leave me alone. Like, you do not want to commit murder. It will make your life harder. But yeah. Frank Gallo will commit murder if he has to. And so Mike Ross should be aware of that. So I don't think this is this is enough to kind of keep him safe. It's just enough to maybe make Frank Gallo hesitate when picking on Mike Ross uh in these next few uh in these next few weeks or months or however long Mike Ross is in jail. Yeah. Because remember, Frank Gallo's goal is not Mike Ross. His goal is still to get at Harvey. Right. Well, I think his goal is still to get out also. Um, well, and you can't so, get to Harvey if you can't get out. Yeah, and you know, Mike like, has some like, ideas about how to like shorten his sentence and get him out on parole. Uh, which maybe Mike feels like, hey, let me just get this guy back on the street so he's like harassing Harvey and not me. Anybody but me. Anybody you know, get him out of here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Sean Cahill, he's been back here over these last couple episodes. He comes back at the end of the episode like, hey, great news! I got an idea. We're gonna get Mike out. All he has to do is flip on his roommate. It's like, has this guy ever watched one episode of Suits? Sean Cahill. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He's definitely saying something that makes a lot of sense. You've known Kevin for roughly a week, probably at this point, maybe two, if I'm being generous. Mike Ross, if you can get that information out of Kevin, you could go home and get out of jail. You can go about your day, go back to uh, to Rachel. But that is not Mike Ross. Mike Ross does not flip on his friends. Nobody on this show is supposed to do that. You know, we saw Harold didn't flip on Mike. Mike's not flipping on Harvey. He's definitely not going to flip on Kevin, unless he has a good reason to. And so I think the other alternative here is that Sean K.L. says that Mike Ross has to get information from Kevin. Maybe not get Kevin necessarily to admit to anything, but maybe extract the information from him, uh, you know, covertly to help get his sentence reduced. And uh, so I think that might be the next move for Mike Ross. But if he thinks Kevin is going to, well, Mike Ross is going to betray Kevin. Yeah, he's got the wrong guy. He needs to watch mm-hmm. Suits or at least listen to the podcast like Stu Bazzini said. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Also, Rachel is dealing with some things uh, at Debate Club. You know, these mock trials never go great for Rachel. And so uh, this woman <laughs> in her ethics class is like, hey, Rachel, her your boyfriend is uh, a fraud. Rachel needed to experience this because Rachel, if you ever become a lawyer, this will happen to you all the time. This mm-hmm. is going to be what everybody does to you. And so when confronted with this the first time, Rachel just leaves, you know, the teacher kind of calls it like, all right, we're getting too far. We're getting out of line. But she goes to Jessica and asks for advice. And Jessica says, I do this every day. Every day I have to prove to people that I am not to be trifled with. Uh, like there are times where I need to get out of a situation, but I cannot leave the situation, although it's beneficial for me to do that without showing people that I ain't no punk. And so she's like, all right, cool. Look, 
you need to go lay the smack it down, then leave yeah. and go work on the innocent pro- project where apparently you go and help uh, get, you know, people on death row out of jail that may be innocent. You're going to save some lives. So we know this is something that Rachel will be invested in, in, invested in if she can get to it. But first, she has to let Naomi know who's boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she finds in true suits fashion, finds some dirt on Naomi and then we can't even know about. We can't even know about because it's too good. And so now read this in front of the whole class, idiot. Yeah. And Naomi kind of looks down at the list. She's like, oh, okay. Like, you got Rachel's me. the best. I suck. He's my intellectual and ethical superior. I'm ashamed of myself. I I too wish I was a fraud like Mike Ross. I, I, I wish I was as God. aesthetically pleasing as Rachel. Right, I too wish no one will go out with me. Not yeah, right, exactly. So Naomi tried it; she got she got mopped up, and then Rachel was still able to go do the innocence project thing, which is good. Rachel needed to assert some dominance. She has Mm -hmm. been kind of passive in her own life for too long, as far as I'm concerned. Like I like seeing her stand up. It was a good time. Yeah, that was good. Anything else from this episode that stood out to you? Oh, we got some references in this episode. Denzel Washington's name came up. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So we uh, talked about how, hey, movie night is very special at the uh, in the prison. And what movie they're going to show? Oh, Crimson Tide. Okay. And uh, then they start uh, saying random Denzel quotes from other Denzel movies, not from Crimson Tide. Right. He said, I don't play about Denzel Washington. And that's enough for them to go on the training day rant. The King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Yeah. And then uh, Malcolm X, I believe, was right. the other one. Right. We didn't, we didn't land, land up on the rock. Yeah. Um, but like, isn't that weird of like, uh, it's like, oh, OK, we're going to like watch Forrest Gump. And then uh, like, oh, yeah, we don't. And then start saying like different Tom Hanks quotes from other movies. Yeah, it was like Forrest Gump was the vehicle to get to Tom Hanks, and then we could talk about Tom Hanks. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like if, like that's even with me though. Like if you bring up Crimson Tide, I'm like, oh yeah, Denzel Washington was in that movie, comma. But let's talk about Remember the Titans because <laughs> that's a movie I can quote Denzel from. You know, uh, so yeah. that's probably what was going on here. Mike needs to do his Crimson Tide research because I felt like if he knew Crimson Tide, he would have stayed. He would have stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and. 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chappelle, who gets the Liddy in uh, season six, episode three? You know, this is a tough one for me because I think that a lot of people had a good showing. I know we normally come in here very negative on people in the Liddy, but Mike did a good thing in jail. He's he's, he's doing fine. He managed to get him an ally. He got Mm -hmm. his ally moved over to get his same job. They're both working in the kitchen now. 
So that's a thing. Uh, he didn't get poked up. He seems to have Frank Gallo on notice about the whole, you know, being an informant thing. Good time for Mike Ross. However, on the outside, Harvey was the one who pulled the strings for the Sean Cahill thing to get the uh, mm-hmm. the information about Frank Gallo. So that's good on Harvey. But Donna was the one who pushed Harvey to do all the things that he did in this episode. Yep. So I really don't know where to put the the Liddy. Although Donna couldn't get through when sh- Harvey said, hey, uh, call up uh, about the dinner reservations, like uh, let Nathan Burns know I'm running late. I mean, she did get the reservations and stuff set up. It's just that William Sutter talked Nathan out of it because Harvey was going to be late, yeah. you know. Uh, so it's like Donna was doing everything that she had to do. She was the one who told him, like, hey, why don't you go to Nathan in the first place? Harvey was kind of throwing a fit. You know, again, I think Harvey's not really tapped in. His, his brain is so fixated on Mike Ross in jail, which it should be. That's his friend. He wants to make sure he doesn't get uh, poked up too much. Uh, but, you know, I think Donna's the one kind of redirecting it. Now, the one thing I will take from Donna in this episode is that the whole Lewis situation, she's like, Lewis, I'm going to help you interview people to fill these, this firm. And I'm thinking, okay, Donna, I get it. You know, you you're part of the Suicide Squad too. We're bringing the team together to 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 make Pierce Inspector Lit a, a, a working entity again. But Harvey is trying to tell you to do your actual job as his mm-hmm. secretary. Get this person on the phone. Book this. Da, 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 da. And she's more like concerned with Lewis and why Lewis. You didn't involve me in the hiring uh, or the the leasing out of these offices to the finance bros. What are you doing? You know. And so that was my one downside for her. But ultimately, she wasn't really wrong in this episode. Do you want to give it to Donna? I feel like, I don't know. I feel, I th- like, I feel Mark- like I'm Harvey. You feel like you're Harvey? I kind of feel like I'm Mike more than Donna and mm. Harvey. I mean, uh, Mike did go back to Julius uh, and Julius is like, hey, you got to file a report. And Mike's like, no way, I'm not doing that. Uh, Mike does ultimately end up getting, like he resists some bad advice from Julius he yes. also ends up getting a uh, he doesn't like do what Harvey said to do, uh, which was to really just uh, blow up Frank Gallo's spot and then also gets a job in the kitchen for his roommate, Kevin. Yeah, the buddy system works now that they both have the job together. I, I'm sorry. I might I might be leaning toward Mike. OK, a jail yeah, lady for Mike. I don't think he's going to have too many opportunities to get him either. I think that's why. I feel like Harvey's Liddy was assisted, whereas Mike's in there in the trenches. You know? Um, All right. He re- yeah, I really feel like Donna was pulling the strings on Harvey's Liddy if he were to get it. But I think Mike was really in there just, he's just trying to survive. And all he has right now is Kevin. Okay. All right. Good job there by Mike. Uh, first Liddy in a bit, in a minute for Mike. All it's right. going to be hard to yeah. get more because he's in prison. But I want to give him this one because I was very impressed with the work that he did. Okay. All right. Um, as far as other references uh, go, uh, we had everything that was going on with uh, Crimson Tide. Uh, Harvey gets Nick's tickets also for uh, the guy uh, that he's trying to uh, win over, Nathan Burns. Also, uh, Bernie Madoff gets mentioned. More of a yeah. historical figure than a reference. Yeah, but back then it was pop culture, I guess. Uh, but yes, the the Nick's reference. Uh, the Knicks suck. So this guy who gave it the tickets to his his stepson. Yeah, Very it's also like, July in this episode, uh, July 27, 2016. So I'm not sure when this is supposed to be. Episode yeah, 79 is, is, of Suits. 
uh, yeah, when is the the like? I, well, we know when the date is released, but like when is? You Are they know? in the future and in the past? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you could pretty much say the Knicks suck and just kind of just like a blanket, you know, just kind of covers all decades up since like ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know, I just don't know why Suits is always throwing unnecessary slugs at some of these New York teams. I mean, you know, like the show is supposed to be Toronto York, but they're really giving it the 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 business to the Knicks right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Chappelle, let's take some of our questions from our listeners. Go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback to send in your questions. We're recording this uh, pretty close to the real time, so you can make sure you can jump in and get your questions in. All right, David Schwartz, wants to know, do you love or hate stew? I kind of love stew. I do. Kind of I'm overrated sorry. the stew. Yeah. Well, 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 how do you feel about stew? stew? Yeah. Do you, are you underselling stew right now? Mm-hmm. Do you like stew? I think I like stew the guy more than stew the food. I think that's an incorrect opinion. I think mm-hmm. stew the food is underrated, and you just you just don't give it what it deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got all the stuff you like it together in a pot. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay. David Schwartz also wants to know: Is it just me, or is Rachel the best version of herself with Mike in prison? It's not I a think lie. So. That's not a lie. I think so. Yeah. Look. Rachel, we didn't talk about her for the Liddy because she didn't have a lot to do in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I think it's her best performance yet. It's been a, it's been a while since Rachel has done some good things where I'm like, I didn't have to yell at her to stand up or give her some type of, you know, ridiculous ass like, okay, Rachel, I got to give you a pep talk here. I think Mike being away from her can do her some good. Maybe she'll get some personal growth in these moments. Yeah. Okay, Jessica Frey said uh, of the last episode, Gretchen needs her Liddy. She's holding the firm together, including handling Lewis. How about in this episode when Lewis is in the bathroom uh, and then he comes, uh, she's like describing what that's like. And then Lewis comes back and he says he just uh, has a huge weight off of his shoulders, but he was talking about something different. A hundred pound load off of his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, Lewis is regular, if nothing else. You know, he does the prune juice. Does the, he brand, does the bars. brand bars. Yeah. yeah, he's good on fiber. Um, he's using the restroom a lot. And poor Gretchen, she has to be the recipient of all that information. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about uh, Watch at Tell says uh, from yesterday's episode, the uh, shooting the you-know-what scene is arguably the beginning of the show Jumping the Shark. Very out of character, just saying. Shooting the what scene? Uh, Shooting the shite. Oh, mm, yeah. The Donna is uh, black in her heart scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of wacky. It was kind of like, okay, Donna, again, it's just, it's, it feels out of character for the show more than it does for Donna. You mm. know, it's like, it's like the show hadn't done, the show did like one black joke prior to this. And I was like, mm, Mike Ross, really? Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of Negroes th- being thrown around and not a lot of Negroes present. Uh, but uh, I think here, it was kind of like, I'm black inside. Like, yeah. Yeah, Donna, but where did that come from? Since when? I don't know uh, what the makeup of the Suits writer's room was either. Eh, you know, whatever. Look, I'm not going to be sitting here like, be like this show is problematic because it doesn't feel problematic. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. It's definitely racy at times. Uh, but, you know, I just think that they're leaning into a lot more like crude humor, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, and it's been crude in the past, but I would say suggestive to the point where now we're talking about Lewis finishing in the mud. Um you know, dildos qu- quivering and uh, up people's assholes and Donna dating Tupac. You know, it's, 
yeah. I don't know if it's going off the rails, but it's we're in a weird. We're in the multiverse. Here. It feels like it. it feels okay. like we're in the comic verse or the scramble verse or both of them. Okay. Um, and then also Watch and Tell also said, uh, can't, uh, going back to the season premiere, Stoned PSL was epic. Just some trivia. Megan and Harry met the same month this episode aired uh, while Suits was filming uh, season 6B. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe in season, se season 7, now that we know that uh, Megan has met Harry, maybe we'll start to see like different references or maybe like some Easter eggs that allude to the fact that uh, she's a soon-to-be duchess. Okay. Well, they're just going to meet in season 6. I mean, they met in season six, but what do I mean by season seven? Yeah. Hopefully, they've. Hopefully. Know. All right. Hope Chappelle, what else from uh, season six, episode three? Two things. So, suit yourself. Uh, we have a Facebook group, suitspodcast.com yep. slash Facebook. And we got feedback from uh, two, two long feedback that I kind of want to read. Uh, so, number one. Holland Joy Padula, thank you, associate, for this feedback. It says, your Suits podcast has definitely become part of my daily routine, and I look forward to folding all the laundry for our big family because that means I get to hear the next Suits podcast. I have been a fan of RJP for many years, now listening to mainly Survivor and the uh, Amazing Race podcast. I was so excited when I found out you guys were doing Suits since I started binge-watching it this summer. When the Suits podcast is over, I might just have to find out what other TV series you are podcasting and what the show, uh, I'm sorry, and watch the show because I love all the feedback from you too. You guys are so funny and entertaining. Thank you so much, Holland. Yeah. Um, okay. Glowing endorsements from RJP <sighs> listeners. Chappelle, can we get to 400 people in uh, the Suits Yourself Facebook group? How about the, if we get to 400 people, I'll, I'll chug a pruny on the podcast. I thought you. I thought we were gonna go mudding. <laughs> that's that's different. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I don't want you to drink a pruny, Rob. Why? Because um, they don't sound good. I want you to do something like pleasant. Mm -hmm. Okay, that don't sound pleasant to me. Well, what if I just sip bars. a pruny on the podcast? No, stop saying pruny. Mm -hmm. You don't like it. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. It's making me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm -mm. Okay. No. All right suitspodcast.com slash Facebook uh, very easy to get to to be there for that and then of course you can always uh, leave us your ratings and reviews um, here's one from uh, Andrew Rabin who says five stars uh, he says boring real lawyer I don't know if that is that him uh, he yes. says has anybody ever thought to warn Lola Jensen about what's going on isn't she under serious jeopardy I'm starting to think we're never going to see Lola Jensen again. You Maybe know, they she get was her. she was the first person who knew Mike's secret outside of the the core cast, and she must have been involved in like episode like five or something. Like it was very early on, and we we've heard her name a bunch of times. But unlike every other character in Suits, we've heard her name in, 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 like invoked, and nobody nobody has said it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, no one has, uh, like, she's never appeared, right? She's always, like, in the background hacking or something, but we never actually see her. So I'm starting to think that, yeah, she might be one of the few that just decided, you know what? One episode was enough. Yeah. So let's see. The I wonder if she just had, like, a lot of stuff going on. Because I feel like that they would have tried to bring her back. Uh, you would think so. Lola Jensen, okay, um, is, what's her? Her name is Amanda Crew. And I don't know, either she's so successful or doesn't act anymore. Okay. Uh, she retired she, after Suits. No, I think she probably, she looks like she's got a lot going on. Uh, let me see. Amanda Crew on IMDb. 
we could see. Imagine the world before IMDb. We just would everybody be like, oh, it's that guy. Um, that guy. Yeah. Amanda Crew. She's been in 51 different things. Uh, she did 53 episodes on Silicon Valley. Okay, I've never seen Silicon Valley. Are yeah, I really Silicon have Valley not Valley? ever either, but I know it was popular. So she did 53, 53 episodes on uh, Silicon Valley, and I think that was her big hit. Well, dang. Well, look, maybe that's a potential for our next daily rewatch. We'll have to put, it a pin, put a pin in Silicon Valley. Maybe we can come back to that later on. Yeah, okay. 53 episodes of Silicon Valley. There you go. I don't know. Are, are too many people canceled from Silicon Valley or just one? Um, who all is in that show? Like, let me see if anybody mm. else is canceled because it depends on who's all in the cast. Um, I'm seeing, um, well, Amanda Crew's probably not canceled, right? Like, no, we haven't heard anything so. from, from Amanda Crew. Um, I'm looking. There's a Matt Ross. Matt Ross? Um, no, I think he's fine. Yeah. Okay. Suzanne Cryer. Seems fine. Okay. I mean, we could do this all day, but I'm sure mm-hmm. that I look, it looks like there's enough people from Silicon Valley who can hang. Yeah. You, if there was that many people, Sam would be in the chat going crazy. He would be losing his mind. His canceled uh, alarm would be going off. Even though, you know, Sam does not listen to us talk about suits. Yeah. He t- turns off the volume when we're talking. The all one right. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Chappelle, what else is coming up for you? Um... Yeah, Rob. So I, I, I'm under the assumption that people who listen to Suits podcast may not know what else we be having going on. And so I want to just throw out that, you know, the House of Villains coverage is still going on with uh, Jenny and I on uh, this very podcast network. Oh, Rob has a podcast. I'm sorry, not, not Post-It Recuss, my bad. But on Rob has a podcast, you know, on the Hit It or Quit It feed, uh, you know, I've stepped in to kind of, you know, keep an eye on the villains while you're away. Mm-hmm. And it's a great time. This week we have Brian Scally on as a guest. So people can check that out. That's on exciting. The Hit or Quit It feed. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Check it out. Um, House of Villains is fun. I'm, I'm loving it. But All right. Do that and then uh, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. All right. And you can check out everything else that I have going on when you go to robiswebsite.com slash subscribe. All the links to my podcasting and everybody else over on RHAP is there. If you want to keep up with me, I'm at Rob Sesternino. We'll be back tomorrow with season six, episode four. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.